we on? We're on. Hey, Mark. Hey, Gabe. Uh, we're here to discuss season two. Season two of Faking It. Listeners, if you've made it this far, or if this is your first time listening to us, uh, thank you and welcome. Also, big move to jump in straight into season two. I think that that n- could be the move. It might be the move. I'm not trying to discredit season one. No. We'll talk about why it's so important. Maybe the most important. <laughs> Well, no, I think season two is the most important because of what we're doing now. Right, of course. But they're both important. Yeah. It's like really the, important. It's like choosing a child. Yeah. But everyone actually does that. Really? Yeah, it's true. Who's your favorite? I can't say yet. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't. And th- no one says it. They just think it. Uh-huh. So we'll just think it, which is more important, season one or season two. And okay. you'll just have to guess okay. as a listener. Yeah. So what's different in season two, Mark? Well... You know this thing we got going on right here? <clears throat> me talking, you talking. Just talking. You talking, me talking. Mm-hmm. We're breaking that shit up. What What are we going to, how are we going to do that? We're introducing a guest on each episode. Thank God. I'm so, I'm so bored of I me. am over you. I'm <laughs> so over you. We're both over me. It's like when, you know, people try to open their marriage up in order to save it and it never works, but. That's what we're doing. You know, at least you get some weird, awkward encounters. So we'll get like a year or two out of this, and then we'll, you know, it'll be over. It'll be really hard to explain to our divorce lawyers. Yeah, uh, it's weird to explain how we're divorcing because we're not married, and this is just a podcast. Gabe, you've got to keep an open mind, okay? It's, like it's this almost is... twenty twenty, and we're yeah, it's 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 all part of you know, it's all it's all it's all possible. Yeah. Know? This ain't your daddy's marriage. <clears throat> so we're, we're introducing some new people to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did we do that? We did that because truly we were tired of talking to just each other. But also, I think more importantly, we got interested in how other people were dealing with this, their own, their own fakery, their own deceptions. Yeah. Right. And we wanted to know, you know, what it was like for for others especially people who do really interesting things do really interesting things well and apparently had a lot to say about it and also uh, sometimes they lie and and dissemble and yeah. uh mask things and uh have misinformation campaigns that are of their own making yeah um yes in addition to being totally spent on you know just exposing myself and the lies that i tell mm-hmm. um and kind of like reaching for you know, a whole season of new stuff that would mm. be interesting to anybody else. It was also of interest to me to like sort of see how this plays out, not just in someone's personal life and their personal sort of predilections and the things that they they watch or don't watch and read or don't read, but also like how it works in your professional life yeah. and how it works in your sort of whole life. Yeah. Uh, and I think what we found was pretty interesting uh, and you will get to uh, experience that, listeners. Um, but it's that, you know, this is kind of a universal thing. We sort of expanded the definition of what faking it could mean. Yeah. So um, we're not just talking about people who have, like, lied about having read a book or, or whatever, although yeah. there is a little bit of that. But we got interested in the ways that sort of context changes, professional context, artistic context, whatever it is, changes the way that, the the fakery works right it functions differently in different arenas of life it functions differently depending on how you're doing what you're doing and i think that sometimes like it's the way in which people have faked it can be quite revealing because there are some people we've talked to so far who did things that it would never occur to me to have done (laughs) right 
Well, and I mean, I think it's also because it expanded from our our own idea of like I did not read or watch or listen to this thing, and then I told stories about it, or it just kind of bugged me or whatever. And I think we also did a little bit of soul searching about why we had done that in the first place. Right. I mean, do you want to talk a little bit about why you think we did that in the first place? Because I think that that is interesting for our project. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it a bit before, but I, you know, for, for both of us, it's certainly tied up with anxiety about, you know, the relationship between the kind of image we had for ourselves and the way in which we failed to actually embody that image. And, yeah. and a lot of the things we talked about, you know, some of them are quote unquote or could be read as sort of quote unquote sort of like white middle class mm -hmm. sort of signifiers, uh, you know, high high prestige signifiers in some way. Not that they're not more than that, but they also function in that way. And Gabe and I both right. <laughs> happen to be white and middle class. Yeah. So there is that. Yeah, I mean, I think that like some of the some of the things that we covered in season one were things that maybe, you know, you had experienced and not really thought twice about. But I think that to us, for whatever reason, it made a difference. You know, I think about um, and I've thought about Liz Fair as her like this year has been a big year for her. Yeah, she just released a book. Yeah, which I'm actually very excited to read mm -hmm. now as someone who is like now can claim to have listened to like her music, but also that like going back and thinking about it. And part, part of this is like my partner, Christine kind of interrogating me and being like, why did you want to do a whole episode about this? Like indie record that you never listened to your identity was so wrapped up in being like a cool guy mm -hmm. and like an indie rock, cool guy. And this thing, this very particular record was such a problem for you. And not only that you wanted to like, sort of exercise those demons and i think that part of the reason for that is like yeah because it's like weird right now in our culture to be this person that i am and have this like very odd you know miss that i had and then I, what i want to do is or what i wanted to do was sort of get to the bottom of like why did i like avoid that thing i think the reason i avoided that thing is because i wasn't as progressive and i wasn't as cool in like a political sense as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And part of this is like sort of coming to terms with that in our era where like the politics of like what you leave out is actually quite important and worth reckoning with. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's uh, certainly something that I've been thinking about in the last almost year, you know, I guess not almost nine months or so, I wow. guess since we did the first season, right. Is that we're living at a time when the political crisis that we are either in or on the verge of being in, depending on how you look at it, you know, circulates so much around truth and lying and a certain kind of shameless lying and the absorption of a certain kind of epistemological void into the center of political life. And this thing is, is toxic and bad, but you don't know how to pull out of it because it's part of the language that we speak now, right? And um, I think that even though it wasn't probably intentionally a political gesture, quote-unquote, to start the show in the way we did, it, I've thought about it a lot, and it must have been there somewhere in the background, right? Well, I've imagined several times like a potential listener tuning in and being like, oh, some dudes want to talk about what it's like to deal with a society where fakery and lying is so central to the experiences that we're all having constantly and it's driving 
at least or probably a little bit more than half of this country yeah. totally insane. Yeah. And the other half is, or slightly less than half, is uh, totally just like getting into bed with these lies and these liars and loving it. Mm-hmm. You know, just loving the loving the excitement of life where nothing is quite real or they are embracing a fantasy that they may or may not know is real or they're just embracing a fantasy where anything is possible. Right. And so because everything anything is possible and anything you say could be true and it doesn't matter um, – it doesn't matter if there's sort of factual basis to anything. It gives you this weird kind of power, yeah. right? Where anything you say might as well be true. It might be true. It might not. But it might as well be because you're saying it. Someone's saying it. Someone in power is saying it. And you're even relieved of the responsibility of, like, believing in something. Because belief is just beside the point. Well, and, like, yeah, and there's this, like, this constant sort of, like, low murmur about fact checking like fact checking everything right well notice that it's kind of slowed down yeah right you don't have the frantic you don't have the frantic like alerts where it's like you know donald trump like told 13 untruths in (laughs) here they are yeah here they are and here and here are the wikipedia pages to prove them wrong or whatever and at a certain point it's like who is this for well like anyone who cares about the, the the relevant distinctions already knows or assumes that there that there are lies happening and people who don't don't and yeah and that's where we're at i mean i I still think that like part of our you know sort of motto about like coming to terms with the lies that we've told that's part of our project still or it's a key part of our project still because it is about sort of this reckoning with things and when we're talking to people about various small and large deceptions that they've had in their lives their careers i think that it, what what comes what becomes clear is that everyone kind of wants to get into this like once everyone we talk to wants to get into like yeah there were like moments where i didn't tell the truth because i had to not tell the truth and that got me somewhere or it got me in trouble or whatever but the reckoning is something that we can all participate in and it makes us feel a little bit like we're getting closer to a reality that is a little bit more tangible is a little bit less scary and a little bit less like damaging or at least you can look something in the face and be like yeah that that was bullshit yeah you know sorry to the to the relevant to the parties concerned although most of them don't care because they're famous or rich people or (laughs) whatever well the people that we interviewed some are famous some are famous. Uh, I don't know that any of them are rich, though. Um, uh, just to leave you at ease, listener, yeah, that you you're not alone in your own poverty. And I would say, I would say, circumstances in sort of 2019 America's definition of what rich is. No, <laughs> they're they're not. Rich. But they're fascinating people. Yeah, uh, and, and go ahead. Yeah. No, and and they're all they're all. I mean, they're all. Um. They're all lobbyists and and political flacks. <laughs> We That's actually, what this this is now about. We talked about this earlier about how we we went into this just being like, well, let's talk to people from all sorts of different you know walks of life that we can find or that we know, uh, and some we know better than we know others, and you know we'll we'll get into it like people who are in like you know sure the arts, but also like politics and you know uh, uh, maybe um, you know uh, other way uh, other <laughs> like. I don't know, retail, like (laughs) whatever, you know, like just getting into the industries that run this country. But no, we don't know any of those people. people, So we just talked to people in the arts. Uh, We talked to some fascinating folks in the worlds of uh, music, uh, theater, Mm -hmm. uh, art, uh, TV. 
journalism uh, journalism uh, <clears throat> and we got you know we got into how what their journeys were like yeah. in those careers and the ways in which bakery kept rearing its head mm-hmm. uh, as something that they had to do or something that they had to deal with yeah um and anyway i think it's been a fascinating trip so far and we've got a few more guests lined up uh which may even get out of the arts a little bit not too much uh, actually though. i'm thinking about them and not really yeah they're still like writers and and yeah. and, and uh fellow podcasters it's just yeah it's just the same the same stuff over and over again so if you want a political podcast please stop this podcast immediately now. for the love uh, of god but if you want the politics of the we arts st- we actually culture, stopped one of our guests they got from too ta- political yeah. from talking about politics yeah. we had to we pulled the plug well i was wondering if you just saying the name donald trump was maybe the first time we've ever said i think it podcast. is and i didn't like it I really hesitated before saying it. I mean, I don't think they were alone. It doesn't feel great to say that. I wish I hadn't. But you know what? I kind of – all right. So I had just said earlier that I didn't want – I didn't think we should should do this. Should we bleep it out when we say it? (laughs) Oh, I can. I think somebody must have thought of that already. It's something you could do. It's kind of – it's nice. It's like a a kind gesture. It won't erase how I feel in the moment. No, but for others, it might spare them a little bit, just a moment. Well, okay. So we we had talked about this earlier, and we were like, should we, like, say who's going to be a guest or whatever? And I was like, no, I think that's a bad idea. But now I just kind of want to say one. Can I just say the first one? Sure. Can I say it? Yeah, because it's going to be on next week anyway. Yeah. That's yep. true. Uh, all right. Our first guest next week, Norman Brannon, guitar player, songwriter for Texas is the Reason and many, many other musical projects is going to be on talking about the 1980s hardcore scene in New York. It is fucking fascinating. Norman is one of the most interesting people I've ever met. And if you've ever been part of any kind of a music scene, you know that there's a lot of faking it that goes along with that. And he gets deep into it, and it's it's he was an amazing guest, and he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pleasure. So look forward to that and many others mm-hmm. uh, in season two of Faking It. Uh, and I, I hope you'll stick around. And if this is your first time, you know, just hang out and uh, get to know us. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hey, buddy. Or go back and listen to season one. I mean, you could do that. Yeah. You could do that. I don't want to choose. Like I said, okay. I don't want to choose. All right. You know, this, All right. This is going to be. It's going to be good. Yeah. All right, Gabe. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. This very tiny episode of Faking It was hosted by Gabe Boylan and me, Mark Sussman. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to rate us and review us on iTunes. You want to get in touch? Email us at fakingitpod at gmail.com. Are we on Twitter, boy? are we ever you can find the show at faking it pod where we'll be putting up supplementary material and links and images from the things we discussed on the show you can also find me at mark sussman and you can find gabe at jet set junta that's j-u-n-t-a all right that's it bye